Hello and welcome to this lesson on room acoustics and why vocal booths make vocals sound bad. Now you probably clicked on this video because, or maybe this podcast episode, because you were intrigued. You're like, wait, I thought vocal booths will make something sound really good. And the truth is that this is kind of a common myth in the audio industry. Uh, when we see people performing in these little tiny vocal booths, we think, oh, that's the professional way. That's the way it's definitely gotta be done. But in this video, I'm gonna give you some hard science and I'm gonna reference some reputable books on acoustics in our field so that you will be convinced why vocal booths actually will make a vocal sound worse rather than recording vocals in a larger room. All right, so before we jump in, I do wanna let you know that if you're on this journey of trying to acoustically treat your home recording studio, I've got a guide for you. This is called my free acoustic treatment guide. You can download it right away at soundproofyourstudio.com acoustic. That's soundproofyourstudio.com acoustic. All right, let's jump into this lesson on why vocal booths make vocals sound bad. So to answer this question, let's go back to why vocal booths even exist, why they even are around to begin with. And the reason is that back in the day when we were doing a lot more live band tracking, a vocal booth was necessary for isolating the singer from the rest of the band so that the singer could still see the rest of the band, but that their voice would not bleed into let's say the guitar track or the drum track or the bass track or anything like that. So that's the main reason why vocal booths exist. Now, the idea of having a vocal booth in a home recording studio, I think is more so because we wanna feel like we look like a more realistic studio, and we also want artists to feel like they're working in a real studio. And so this whole myth and problem of vocal booths being built inside home studios has created, honestly, some really bad sounding vocals. And I'm gonna to explain to you why that is with the science. So this leads us to why vocal booths and small rooms in general sound worse than larger rooms. And this is due to physics. This is actual physical acoustics. There's nothing we can, you can't argue acoustics. Like this is just the nature of reality. So the reason why is that small rooms tend to have a buildup of low frequencies because the wavelength of those low frequencies doesn't have time to expand and fully form and then hit a reflective surface such as a wall in the room. These early reflections tend to color the sound more than long reflections. So a reflection that happens farther away from the source of the mic will actually sound more like an ambiance of the room itself and have a pleasing effect, whereas early reflections tend to make the sound have a less pleasing effect. And this is directly from Philip Newell and his book, Recording Studio Design. So these are not even my words. And a lot of you will say, well, no big deal. I'll just throw acoustic panels. I might even throw bass traps into my vocal booth. So that'll trap all the low frequencies and everything will be good. Now, unfortunately, bass traps are a big common misconception as well and they don't actually trap the bass. They usually are just thicker velocity panels, meaning thicker, uh, they have more insulation in them. So maybe instead of one or two inches of insulation, they have four or six inches of insulation. And technically you put them in corners so they have a higher air gap behind them, which means they technically can go a little bit lower, maybe into the 125 hertz range, maybe 100 hertz, but they're not really going to attenuate all the low frequencies below 100 hertz well. That's just a fact of science, fact of life, and it's just an unfortunate part of acoustics. This said, 
When we cover a vocal booth in tons and tons of acoustic panels, let's say acoustic tiles, let's imagine we use RLX pads or we could use, like I said, bass traps in the corners if you have enough space. All that's gonna do is absorb the high and mid frequencies and leave the low frequencies to just bounce around in your tiny little box of a room. These low frequencies will make the vocal sound really boomy and boxy. This is why when you get a vocal in a vocal booth and you're like, man, it sounds like it's really like warm and there's a lot of low end, and it's kind of muddy. It's because those low frequencies are screwing up the clarity of your voice. Not to mention that an artist inside a tiny little vocal room that's not well ventilated and feels small is going to lead to a worse performance overall just because of the nature of feeling claustrophobic inside a tiny little box. Also, if you build what's essentially an anechoic chamber, meaning all the frequencies are absorbed in the high and mid, mid frequencies, you're not used to sounds like that. We like the sound of an actual room. And so your vocalist is going to feel like they can't quite perform the way they want to perform. So all this is to say is that vocal booths will make your vocals sound worse and they'll probably make your vocalist perform worse as well. Now, one last point I want to make here before I move on to what the solution is, is let's say you spend $10,000 on your vocal chain, which you might say, oh my God, that's a lot of money. That's ridiculous. But a lot of home studios do this. They'll buy like a Neumann U87. They'll have it go into like a Vox compressor, like a Manly Vox compressor. And then they'll like run it through a bunch of other EQs, like an API EQ and all this stuff. And it runs through $10,000 worth of equipment, but then they stick you in a vocal booth and you expect to get a good quality vocal recording. This is impossible. What you should do is have the vocalist record in a larger neutral sounding room or in the control room itself. And this is done in a lot of studios. There's plenty of really, really highly regarded producers who record all their vocals in the control room right next to the uh, main desk in the control room. The reason is that the control room is designed to have really, really good acoustics and a really flat frequency response. And they're actually pretty big, especially in professional studios. So these control rooms are perfect for your vocalist. Also, if you look back to Frank Sinatra and some of these old recordings from, you know, the 30s and the 40s, you're going to notice that they're singing in massive, gigantic live rooms. The reason is that the ambiance of the live room, putting the vocalist in the middle of the room, creates an actually pleasing sound for the vocalist. And the reflections are so distant away that it actually sounds better, not like a close reflection, which tends to muddy the clarity of the voice. So in our home studios, I highly recommend not building vocal booths. I think they're a waste of money unless you are trying to do what they were intended for, which is to isolate the singer during live tracking. However, since most home studios don't record live full bands all at the same time and we're mostly doing overdubs, I still think it's a waste of time and money. If you're still not convinced and you think that having a vocal booth will make your artist feel like they're in a real studio, you can do it. Just know that you're going to get worse sounding vocals because of it. So that's just something you got to keep in the back of your mind. Lastly, I would highly recommend that people record their vocals right next to the, their desk. This is the way I record all my vocals in my studio, and I'm very happy with the results I'm getting, and no artist has ever complained. In fact, most artists love just turning right next to me and saying, hey, what do you think about that take, or what should we do next? It reduces the need for a talkback system, and it makes the environment feel much more relaxed and normal. Some producers will even play music over the speakers, put a gobo in front of the mic so that the reflections from the speaker and the bleed from the speaker is not actually getting into the mic much. And then the artist doesn't even have to wear headphones, which can make the artist feel very comfortable and normal with how they would sing live or when they're practicing. And this could lead to better takes overall. So it might be an option that you want to try. 
So in conclusion, vocal booths are meant for isolation. They are not meant for getting great, amazing sounding vocal takes. That is a myth that has been perpetuated throughout our industry. And it's one that I am also trying to actively push away uh, and try to pull some of the information I've read from tons of really great acoustic books. One of the best ways to record vocals is to record in the control room or in the live room if your studio is well treated. Now I will say, if your home studio is not treated at all, you still might be better off just putting up a gobo and trying to isolate the vocalist in your live room. This doesn't mean that you need to build a vocal booth though. And in fact, you'll be way better off not spending the money on that vocal booth. Lastly, remember that this is just a fact of life, an unfortunate one, but a very true one, that small rooms will always sound worse than larger rooms. In fact, Philip Newell even says in his book that a well-treated small room almost always will do worse than a semi-treated larger room. So keep that in mind. We always want a bigger space to begin with, and then we can acoustically treat it, and that will make the space smaller, but in essence, it will also make it sound way, way better. All right, I hope this video has been provocative. I hope it's opened your mind. I hope it makes you feel a little annoyed and angry because something that you may have believed is true is maybe not so true. And that is the whole point of this channel is to try to teach you and help you to grow and think more broadly about soundproofing and acoustics. So that said, avoid those vocal booths if you can, unless you really, really need them for isolation. Otherwise, work on making your home studio room sound as good as possible and the vocals will sound great as well. All right. Again, if you're interested in learning how to acoustically treat your home studio, just go to soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. That is soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. I'll see you all next week with more information on soundproofing and acoustics.